Y'all ready? We ready. Showroom, y'all ready? Hello, hello, welcome back to Delicious Tears. I'm your host, The Solution, where I'll talk about a couple of topics on some things. So make sure you're following the Delicious Tears podcast via the Anchor app. And make sure you subscribe to that. Or you can simply Google it and it'll come up on Google Podcasts and several other platforms. Even um, Apple Music, iTunes, all that good stuff is out there. Just Google it and you'll find the Delicious Tears podcast. Once again, shout out to all of the contributors. To the podcast via your topics, memes, donations, just interactions and all that good stuff. We do appreciate you over here. Today's topic is <laughs> actually delicious tears, believe it or not. <laughs> this is one of those of uh, topics that really embodies what delicious tears is all about. Um, getting to cry. When there's no reason to cry, the lack of personal accountability. So we're going to talk about um, Tiger Woods' old side piece. Now, y'all know I kind of stay away from topics like this, but this is relevant to the platform, to the podcast, and uh, what we're really all about over here is uh, holding people accountable for their actions and not being able to cry about it. And people feel sorry for you. You know, you get to sell tickets to your pity party. In this case. This person wants you to purchase tickets to what was their, what was the cost of this? I believe it was $8 million, $8 million that this was originally worth. Well, my bad. It was $5 million. Okay. We're going to talk about, um, <laughs> Rachel Uxtel, Uxtel. I think that's how you say her name, Rachel Uchitel. Rachel Uchitel was the side piece of Tiger Woods. Remember the big scandal came out that Tiger was knocking him down. Okay. And uh, Tiger was reckless. So Tiger was at the height, the pinnacle of his career. This, this dude was like Phil Mickelson, who, you know, Tiger was getting to it. Um, close to almost a billy. Tiger was closing in on total earnings and things like that back then. But when this popped off in 2009, I remember um, reading all about this and seeing this all in the news and kind of like shrugging my shoulders. Okay, Tiger, you're married. But um, uh, the media was trying to play these women out as victims. No, 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 no. They willingly agreed to engage in an extramarital affair with Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger didn't have a cool player bone in his body. <laughs> Listening and reading some of the stuff that Tiger was doing. Um, when you talk about people that are supremely talented, uh, rather intelligent, or um, you know, entertainment and things like that, they can be a little socially awkward because they don't get a chance to live normal lives and go through. Uh, normal things in their adult life because the cameras in their face the microphones in their face so they don't get to experience life in the normal manner that most adults make and make these mistakes and have poor judgment and stuff like that without the intense amount of ridicule for things that just happen um, not saying that 
hey, you know, people cheat. You know, that, that's just that. Yes, people cheat, but nobody's uh, extramarital affairs or cheating, if you're not married, gets played out in the court of public opinion on the level of famous persons because people are just super interested in what famous people do in their personal lives. They want to see more of them outside of the entertainment value that they provide us with. So, um, if I can remember correctly, Tiger was flying these chicks in on Southwest coach. What? Feeding these women <laughs> Subway turkey wraps. What? <laughs> Shout out to Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger was like, you know what it is. All right. Yeah, you about to you about to get this golf club, all right? Okay, it's about to be powerful on that ass. You stupid. Right? I'm not lacing y'all up. You know, y'all merely want to smash me off because you want to be connected to who I am. So shout out for Tiger for carrying it like that. But uh, Tiger required a little bit more than that. You know, yeah. <laughs> so he's knocking off all these women and stuff, right? And a lot of times when you have the money and you're being um, constantly thrown out there in the court of public opinion, and all over the media, you just wanted to go away. So you go, you know something? I know what you want. You want money. Rachel uh, Uchitel had nothing going on for her at the moment. I believe she was about 34 years old. And um, underneath it all, Rachel saw this as a moment to be famous. But she signed a 30-page NDA, non-disclosure agreement for those who aren't sure what that means. Which means you can't talk about what occurred prior to during the proceedings nor after you can't refer um just kind of allude drop sublimate none of that stuff or tiger lawyers is going to be on your ass so basically um she had a problem with this and she felt like it had been long enough this has been 10 years and i've been played like i'm a, a villain or something like that well you were not right what do you want people to say about you? You are the other woman. You are the other woman. Now, you should have seen this coming with her because she hired a certain lawyer. OK, she hired a certain lawyer, uh, Gellander, I think the lady's name is. And she is an ambulance chaser. All she wanted was to attach herself to this high profile case. And she knows she's going to get some kind of money out of this. This was a civil suit. This is tort law, if you will. This civil case. There's nothing criminal behind this. This is just tort. And basically, tort really comes down to just money. Are you going to pay? And what are you going to pay? That's how tort works. Okay? We we settle. This goes away. Go about your business. Or oh, we settle. This goes away. And oh, by the way, here's an NDA. Shut up. Take your money and go away because that's what you wanted. So the NDA was 30 pages long. Okay? And it forbade her from directly or indirectly, verbally or otherwise, discussing Tiger Woods' lifestyle, proclivities, customs, private conduct, fitness habits, sexual matters, family matters, among other topics with anyone, including but not limited to family members, relatives, acquaintances, friends, social co-workers, journalists. So she couldn't even say, well, uh, his journalist said, nope, basically don't talk about him. Here's your money. Shut up. Go away. But she's greedy. And she was greedy for the attention that she figured she might garner and receive from this situation. So Rachel was trying to finesse this into a uh, 
unreality TV situation and stuff like that. So she had gone on there and, um, you know, kind of talked about some stuff, alluded to some things. And Tiger Lord's like, ah, 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 no. Even she was a spokesperson for um, basically like a pay for play type thing, seeking arrangements. So she had gotten 20000 a month from that. Then the NDA kicked in from that as well because she was using a likeness from the court case to profit off that. And it came from that. So they yanked that. So basically, she was trying to live off her connection to Tiger Woods, you know, with this settlement. And she did not manage it properly. She could not go about her obscure, nondescript way of life with that money and uh, kind of working into some other dynamics. But she wanted the attention. That's the problem with Rachel. She wanted the attention. This was not about, OK, I got two million from him at the well, it came out to about you know, two million after the taxes and fees and stuff with the lawyers and stuff, you know, from the five million, she got about uh, two. And the thing about it, the, that's why I said eight million. Had she followed this, she would have gotten another three million. OK, another three million over the next three years. But she couldn't shut up. She was trying to parlay and finesse this into some kind of career, if you will. All right with the uh celebrity dating stuff like that and it's like well who the heck did you date okay you're still subliminally alluding to the fact that it's tiger woods by going on that show or even trying to be a host it's like why are you on here who are you oh that's the extra that's the, the the side piece of tiger woods boom lawyers got you lawyers got you and see the thing about it the lawyers aren't playing with her they said we're gonna go after your bank accounts you get a job, we're garnishing that. We will get this money because we settled with you and you decided to still talk. You stupid. Right? That's delicious tears, people. And his essence right there. Okay? I want to be the victim. You're not a victim, Rachel. You know? You're not a victim. You were a willing participant. Tiger Woods did not coerce or force you to toot it up, bend it over. All right? And work them jaws. You stupid. He did not. You willingly got on those planes when he sent out those tickets. You ate those Subway turkey wraps. All right. And allowed Tiger Woods to beat and skeet. What? Oh, hello. This is Tiger. Uh, can you not call this number anymore? Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> God damn it, Tiger. <laughs> Tiger, you, you, you weren't moving properly, my guy. Not that I'm condoning what he was doing, all right? See, you go. Yeah, shut up, all right? I know I am about y'all. All right, so look, women out there who try to defend uh, Rachel Ushitel, however you say her name, you're an idiot, okay? Take your money, go away. That's it. You wanted the money. You got the money. Then you realize, no, I really wanted to be famous because I wanted to attach myself to Tiger Woods. And she kept creeping out there over and over again all right testing the waters so the uh the new york times had interviewed her she said i'm done with the nda i've had it with the ndas she told the times 10 years later people were still talking about me as a player in the story i have never talked about stop lying i felt like it was time to take the reins <laughs> so i'm going to go and look and see what else um the silliness that uh she had to say in his interview and everything all right so uh she 
she got Gloria Allred of all people to um, represent her. It, that clearly right there shows you what you're doing. She specializes in stuff like this in um, uh, attention harleting, right? Because y'all get upset when I say the other word. All right, so she spe Gloria already specializes in attention harleting. See, the thing, it all started off um, almost two years ago when she agreed to uh, be interviewed for the HBO documentary called Tiger. Violation right there. Violation right there. She said, I wanted for once to be my, to be the one to narrate my story. She then filed successfully for bankruptcy, having spent approximately two million, she said she netted from the agreement. See, this is about money and fame for her. All right. Why would you go and talk about this when they told you don't talk about this? Because you were asked out. All right. You get the you wanted to go in there and cry. Oh, he he promised me all these things and we would be together and it didn't happen. No. No, no. You saw it come up and you went after it. Delicious, scrumptious, succulent tears. F O H. Yeah. So why would you file for bankruptcy after doing the interview? Because you were trying to protect your assets. Because you knew his lawyers were coming. You knew. Oh. Alright. If I do that, I'll file for bankruptcy and they can't bother me. I still get to talk. Because my assets are protected. That's why people file bankruptcy. Not because they're broke. In this case, she was pretty much broke. All right, that from that money, I don't know what else she was doing. I couldn't find anything. All right, so she said she can only find work related to her tarnished reputation, such as spokesman gave for seeking arrangement, the online sugar dating service. <laughs> so if you follow the news, okay, you know why this website is uh popping, is is bubbling right now. All right, they don't need her, by the way, because they got something else helping her. Um. You know, I, I like politics, okay? And my, you know, I like to call it politics. So, uh, <laughs> you got um, Representative Mike Gates of Florida. And Florida, y'all always taking L's. What is it in the water? You know, is it the, the alligator poop? You know, microscopic particles that's messing with y'all brains or something down there? What is going on with Florida? Y'all constantly doing wild stuff down there. Okay, so um, she's actually suing them for non-payment of sixty thousand dollars in damages because probably want to move away from her, you know, because they know that that lawsuit that Tiger Woods uh, lawyers are dropping on her, which they aren't playing. They say if you got anything financially tied to your name, we want that, and they're going to get it from her. All right, they're going to get it from her. So she she is, you know, officially and publicly asked out. You know, worse than how Tiger had her tooted up on that bed. Tiger probably took her to like the Motel 6 under the cover of darkness. In the <laughs> oh, shout out to the Motel 6. But <laughs> Mike gets, you know, he was going on in, um, you know, looking for a little something, something, you know. Him and uh, his, his boy Greenlee. And Greenlee snitching on him now. They had uh, found a young lady that was willing to take $400 an hour for her services. Yeah. 
Oh, man. They say the contract is to be paid only if she signed a contract with a restrictive NDA on top of the boilerplate confidentiality agreement she had already signed. So when they say boilerplate, it means like it's super restrictive. It's so many tenants to the agreement that basically it's telling you don't even mention anything remotely close to Tiger Woods. Don't even talk about golf clubs, turf. Okay, Nike golf club pant, golfing pants. Okay, don't talk about Phil Mickelson. (laughs) Basically, that's what the boilerplate does. Just don't, you know. So seeking arrangement denies any wrongdoing and is suing her too. They like, oh hell nah, you're not getting us caught up in this. We told you shut up. Hey, hey, look, we we know why you're here. People going to recognize you, brand awareness and all that stuff. But um, don't you start talking about, you know, old um, Frosted Flakes guy, you know, with the, the silver stick thing. You know, he he plays on the grass. Yeah, don't talk about him. OK, yeah. Did we violate the NDA by that? Are we good? We're good. OK, all right. Yeah. So Rachel has come to believe that such documents are part of a culture extreme bullying. Oh, shut up. You know. You let Tiger bully, bully that pussy, didn't you? Hmm? <laughs> Four on that ass. <laughs> oh man! So she says she's been watching the public softening to a figures like Mon- I knew this was going to come up. Monica Lewinsky, Britney Spears, and Meghan Markle, and wondering if she can find similar empathy. See. Mm-mm-mm. Delicious tears like a marvel right there. Feel sorry for me. Look what they're doing to me. They're publicly shaming me. Really? Really? Why can't you be like the other good side pieces of the world? Get what you were after, alright? By giving him what he wants and go move. Move on. Nope. 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 Because it was all about the fame. And money you want to be famous you feel like an opportunity was snatched away from you you should be displayed prominently somewhere on some media platform and on tv it was your right because you gave up that coochie that was the price you paid to obtain fame and it backfired on you <laughs> so <laughs> her uh mm-mm-mm. She said, or at least some consideration that her name got pulped by a machine run by well-paid lawyers. This is Tiger Woods. You, this guy's money is long, all right? It's long, all right? It's the distance from hole one to hole eighteen, all right? This is PGA money, Nike money, Buick money that we're talking about. Just to name a few that he had back then. And you had no money to come after this guy. All right, I don't know what she was doing prior to this and how Tiger found her, but she was like, oh, jackpot. I just got busted open for Tiger. Hmm? Yeah, I'm about to parlay this one, girl. So in response to a detailed email seeking comment, her lawyer has already sent the statement that read in part, we are proud of the representation that we provide to Ms. Uchitel. Yeah, so... She said, but a former client thinks the case was mishandled and these days. She feels very much alone. Really? Really? 
So she's crying that because she's quote unquote being publicly shamed that her uh, intimate life has been hampered. Because no dude is going to take you serious because what you did to Tiger Woods. All right. They're like, oh, no, 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 I can't mess with you. What's your name? Oh, okay. All right. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Okay. You have a good night. All right. She said, who's going to speak up for those who don't have Oprah or Prince to rescue us? <sighs> Delicious tears. So all of you angry women out here who have something negative to say about the podcast. All right. Saying we're attacking women. Remember what I told you all from the inception of the podcast. These are the women we're going after. If you're not doing this, we don't have no problems with you. We're not talking to you. All right. So why are you defending guilty parties, ladies? We are talking about the women like this. No way do we say all women. All right. Stop being ignorant. Okay. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the words that I've said from the exception and what the toe box has said from me. We aren't talking to all of you. Okay. We're talking about some of you that have behaviors like this. All right. We don't know every woman on the planet. That's ignorant. Stop thinking like that. Know the difference between inclusionary exclusionary language. And this this situation right here is a prime example of it. That's why I don't really do stuff like this. But I was like, ooh, this is delicious tears right here. All right. This is delicious tears right here. In its prime essence. You got gold digging. You know, but I should be allowed to gold dig. All right. You willingly engage in nefarious activity. But I want pity for willingly engaging the first activity. You home wrecked, but you still want pity for that. You were legally told not to do something and you did it anyway, but you still want pity. Delicious motherfucking tears. All right. That's all it is. You want to get up there and cry and hope people feel sorry for you. And she said it right there. All right. Who's going to speak up for those of us who don't have Oprah or Prince to rescue us from wrongdoing? Who's going to stick that neck out for you for willingly doing something wrong? Man. Wow. 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 All right. So. So this is not um something that just came out of the blue. She really has a family history of being connected to kind of stuff like this. So check this out. It says she was perhaps predetermined for life in the gossip page. In 16, her paternal grandfather, Maurice Uchitel, owned celebrity hangouts, including El Morocco. She was born in Anchorage to Bob and Susan Uchitel, a small fortune in the state's cable industry. Hmm. Hmm. So she always aspired to be famous. Okay. Because her um, her mom and dad, who had a small fortune in the state's cable industry in Alaska, she wanted to be famous. Mm-mm-mm. So here we go right here. All right. So when her um, her then fiance was killed in the uh, the terrorist attack on the South Tower on 9-11. She was holding a photo, which was published in newspapers around the world. And she just felt like right now, I'm telling you, all right, I'm telling you, I could, they post me, they put me on all these newspaper covers, 
holding a picture of my fiance. And, you know, she felt like she should be able to finesse this into something. <laughs> so then it, it gets better. She's out working in Vegas. All right. At Club Tau. All right. As um, the director of VIP operations. So that means she was handling the stars when they came in. All right. To the club. I've been to Club Tau in Vegas. All right. And she was out there just trying to be seen, you know, because she went back to the Hamptons in New York, you know, trying to, um, you know, work the club scene there, doing the same thing. It, it's, um, you know, she's basically a hostess, but she was trying to be seen. She felt like she had the look and she should be prominently displayed somewhere on TV, magazine, somewhere, the Internet, something. Somebody should be checking for her. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know this. So the, the common thing, how did she meet Tiger Woods? This was what I was looking for. I finally found it. And like I said, I was not paying attention to this this person at all. She met him via Derek Jeter. What does Tiger Woods and Derek Jeter have in common besides uh, sports? They get paid to swing things. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Oh my goodness. See, Tiger started, you know, selling her them wolf tickets as long as he was smashing. He said he was going to um, invest in some restaurants, you know, and Tiger was just talking. He was flying around, you know, a little side piece, you know, while he out, you know, in the world in the tournaments and stuff like that. You know, a little something he kept off on the side, you know, so when he was, uh, you know, hitting them balls, you know, she was hitting them balls for him, you know, taking care of his balls. But, that's neither here nor there, okay? Neither here nor there. So, you know, once you, you're out there and people start noticing, hey, there's this lady constantly around Tiger, you know, with these ladies. What's going on here? So, you know how the tabloids are. They start investigating. And boom, we got a story. And it all blew up. You know, it all blew up. <sighs> all blew up from there. Talking about she had been called a tramp and mistress, a home wrecker and hooker. You know, that is someone who wants to be a hero. <laughs> this is someone who ever wants to be a hero, Ms. Ushitel said of Mr. Woods. Anyone who crossed that narrow will be shamed. So Tiger you know, he was on his spin thing and stuff like that. You know. <laughs> it was crazy. So um she she her and her lawyer was trying to uh, maneuver to get more money you know so uh when she decided to arrange a news conference one of them is uh already her lawyer favorite tactics you know she rolled them out and get them to cry in front of the the media and all that stuff like there's so much pain and discomfort and you know mentally distraught that's what uh you know lawyer already does with the minutes after she announced one of Ms. Allred's partners heard from Mr. Woods' representatives. They offer her $200,000 to cancel and to seize her phone and emails. Ms. Uchtel said, Mr. Woods then called instructor to get what you can. It was their last conversation. Tell them $10 million, Ms. Uchtel told her lawyers. Both sides worked through the night. Ms. Allred's firm, Allred's Morocco, and Goldberg wanted a 40% cut of Ms. Uchtel's payout. She talked them down to 20%. Sometime after 3M, Ms. Uchtel was handed papers to sign. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a hooker. I'm not a prostitute. She said, 
I was and was and am a very smart girl. That's why I negotiate eight million because I knew it was going to affect my life. But eight million was not what she got. For one, there were taxes and Ms. Aura's fee to pay about one million for five days work. Nettie Ms. Usa about two million of the original five million, she said. Then when it came for the first additional one million payout, Mr. Woods team balked. <laughs> so they hit her with the uh NDA and it was substantially long. Thirty pages. A lot of NDAs um are about five to ten pages. Being that I've done um videography for you know some some places and stuff, and um I'm not allowed to keep the footage that I edit or um produce. So I have to sign an NDA. So I don't use that footage for another client or something like that. So um, the, the page is usually three pages. And I know basically it's telling me don't discuss what I filmed, where I filmed, how I filmed it, and do not hold on to any footage. Now, what they pay me versus what I can be sued for. I'm not playing with that. You know, it is what it is. And I put mechanisms in place where that footage that I work on, we call it assets. I don't keep it anyway. You know, I got mechanisms in place for that. There's no way they can say, well, he leaked that or he tied himself to it. You know, so has it hampered me, you know, in finding, um, you know, different projects and stuff like that? Yeah, because I can't present that material and say, this is what I've done. Okay. If there's an NDA attached to it, I can't do that. So, you got to stick to it, you know, and understand the legalese and stuff like that. But those NDAs were just clear language. It wasn't a lot of legal jargon and stuff in there. Like, I didn't need a lawyer for that. It was like, oh, OK, don't use it. Don't speak on it. Don't say what you were. Don't you know, don't say the company and all that's fine. I'm cool with that. That's easy. That's not hard to remember. All right. But she could not stick to this. So I mentioned before. Her NDA said she was forbidden to directly, indirectly, verbally or otherwise discuss Mr. Wood's lifestyles, proclivities, customs, private conduct, fitness habits, sexual matters, familiar matters, among other types. Anyone included, but not limited family. All right. And it also forbade her to say she had signed an NDA. But you see, that's where she messed up. She was talking about the NDA that she had signed. One. I'm tired of adhering to this. It's been long enough. So they got her right there. You know. She every time somebody would bring that up, we you know, not allowed to speak about that. That's it. That's it. Now, in risk management, you're taught that you should not say that, you know, no further comment because like you're hiding something. In this case, with the celebrity thing is personal. You're allowed to say that because people know there's something there. It's common knowledge that you should not be talking about this legal matter. You know, I'm not allowed to speak about that. That's fine because you don't have to prove anything because you were compensated to say that. All right, but in times of um, emergency or there's something that's about to blow up of a political nature, you should not use that. OK, I'm not going to get into strategic communication and stuff like that and bore y'all half to death with it. So days later, she also trying to retain the grand lawyers, 10 to 20 percent of any paid media appearances. They helped to negotiate because here's the thing. They did not want to kind of compartmentalize this. It was like. Okay, they're going to come after you, but we get to kind of um, structure the narrative about this conversation, which you can and cannot say about Tiger. So if you agree to talk about something, they say, well, what are you going to ask you? Okay, we need to see that. 
yeah, you can do that, but we get 20% risk management on Tiger Woods. How are you going to damage his image? This guy was the, you know, the greatest golf player at the moment. He's still one of the greats. Okay. So, um, the press was calling her names. They felt important to respond. You know, this contributed to Ustel believing that she could abide by the NDA, but she never contacted the lawyers. That was a problem. That's why she said, like, oh, there's a loophole. I could, she didn't want to pay them. That's what was going on. I was a person before I'm a person after him. She said, I want to answer who is racial. Who should tell? <clears throat> so Playboy offered her $250,000 to pose. She said, no, after hearing, she would have to sit on a live tiger. <laughs> smart. You did one thing smart. <laughs> So she also uh, said no to Michael Cohen dispatched by the Trump guy to discuss appearing on the Celebrity Apprentice because you knew they were going to they were going to work that angle. You know, OK Magazine promised to ask her about Tiger, which she seemed OK, and they paid her two hundred fifty thousand. OK reporter did not ask her about Mr. Woods, but the magazine ran a photograph on the cover calling her Tiger Woods, Rachel Ustel. Tiger Woods, Rachel Ustel. So, you know. That's a flat out flagrant subliminal. You know why they said that? Because it's provocative. They need to sell magazines. Okay. Then came Drew Pinsky of Celebrity Rehab. This is where she really just killed herself. Who told her he thought she had compulsion for male attention. Brought on by the loss of her father and her fiance. Remember when I told you about attention, right? Okay. You can't control the attention that you get. She wanted the attention. I told you she wanted to be famous, and this was all about. So, you know, and promise not to mention Mr. Woods if she came on the show for four hundred thousand. I was more in a relationship, Ms. Ustel said, and Dr. Pensky got me, saying she was vulnerable. Okay, but after the production began, when Ms. Allred first learned about it, she predicted there would be trouble, and she was right. Mr. Woods' lawyer called Ms. Ustel in arbitration. A confidential process in which parties can resolve disputes out of court. They wanted their five million back and forget about that additional three million. She had violated. She had violated it. She was still trying to profit off of the situation. But you hear right there, she was trying to be a victim at the same time. Right? She lacks personal accountability. They paid you to be accountable and you still couldn't do it. Because you love the attention. So, Ms. Allred instead urged mediation, warning that an arbitrator could potentially force Ms. Ustel to repay the money she had already received. In addition to damages, mediation also secret would mean she was willing to compromise on the solution. Now, I told you all, we, it's kind of ironic that came up. We are working a show for you guys. We're well, not working. There's a show coming about compromise and capitulation. And this piece right here, Ladies, you're going to learn some stuff that you probably you, you probably knew, but you just didn't pay attention. We're going to put you all on to something about men. All right. And y'all like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Look, it is exactly what it is. OK, this didn't sit well with Miss Uchitel. She also said she spoke to the press only distinguished herself with some of Mr. Woods other lovers. Also, oh, now you're jealous. Like those in pornographic films, she never mentioned him or their relationship. She didn't think she would be giving up any money. If I'm walk, I'm going to walk around with the scarlet letter, then they're going to have to pay me eight million out five. 
because no one was bothering the other women. You know why? Because they shut up. They didn't say anything. It's you who are an attention harlot that caused this and they're demanding to be a victim. <laughs> so after the arbitration and the mediation and stuff, well, they, they refused arbitration with the mediation. She was hoping to hold on to that five million, but um, she had to give up an additional three million. You know, they, well, they urged her to do it. And then there was a provision in this new deal that said Tiger agreed to pay their firm six hundred thousand, their cut of the three million. Ms. Ushtel was given up. This made no sense to Ms. Ushtel, their client. Why would she owe them twenty percent of the money? She was pressured by them to give up, but she still signed. Where they get another lawyer's opinion would violate her NDA. So you created this mess, and you're still demanding to be compensated. This would have never got to this point. You could have got that three million and been chilling, but nope. Nope, nope, nope. Your attention and your demand to be famous, you know, for not getting bent over and uh, piped down or clubbed now by Tiger, wasn't enough. I felt like I was being bullied, she wrote to her lawyers. I feel duped. <laughs> yeah, you duped yourself because you put yourself in this situation, Rachel. This is your fault. You know, so then... <laughs> She went to a bigger lawyer, okay, because she felt like Gloria Allred had mishandled. Gloria Allred is an ambulance chaser. She was just looking for the come up. Any high profile case, she will represent it, you know, garner some tears and stuff like that. She gets her feet out, and the client is kind of like, well, what next? You know, what next? What do I do now? Oh, yeah, you paid me. We're good. Go away. Just be quiet. You're good. You know, you got a little bit. Work with that. <laughs> so. She wanted to breach a contract by using, um, you know, Michael Pooey's a Los Angeles lawyer. So and he's the guy that sued uh, Big Tobacco, you know, Philip Morris for 28 billion. Yeah. You know, on her behalf, he actually got the 600,000 from her old law firm in the arbitration proceeding, proving breach of contract and breach of fiduciary duty related to the 600,000 payment from um, Tiger to Allred's firm. You know, during proceedings, it emerged that Ms. Allred and associates represented five, between five and ten of the other women. So there was some conflict of interest right there. But Rachel was the bigger name because she was the one that was more noticeable because she kept putting herself out there. So they figured like, OK, you want to be seen? You know, we're going to charge you more. You, you can't shut up. We're going to charge you more. Basically, that's what was happening right there, you know. So the firm was negotiating settlements so frequently with one of Mr. Wood's lawyers and lawyers developed a written protocol according to Mr. Pui's agreement, closing agreement. So it says in, in parentheses, soon after the arbitrator issued his final decision, the parties agreed to vacate essentially a nullification, choosing instead to enter into a settlement agreement with Ms. Allred's firm, still forking over the 600000 to Ms. Uchitel plus 56000 in other fees. Every at every turn, I was up against these big shot lawyers, and I've really felt vindicated. She said, "She treads in the emails she received from Mr. Pooh's when the whole business was over. I was impressed by your smart street, and otherwise, he wrote, you're a young talent, no uh, polititudes. Time to move on to the next chapter." He did not last year's in matters related to NDA. Ms. Uchdale is currently on her own. <sighs> so now she's still trying to speak out. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. So 
she figures she it was time to move on you know and she goes out to date <laughs> this is funny so basically she goes and gets her hair you know done in a different manner from how she normally wears it and the guy basically says you know nearly two hours after the date he emailed her after googling I know who you are and I'm not going to be able to be seen with you <laughs> And she really liked this guy. <laughs> and yet she still tried to play the victim after parading yourself all in front of the media over the Tiger Woods situation when you could have just gotten your money like the other women and shut up. No, you demanded to be out there because you wanted to be famous, you know, famous. So it's, it's just... You know, it's a downward spiral that she wants people to feel responsible for, you know, will feel pity for and stuff like that. And I, I, I'm done with this. Y'all can check this out. Read up on it, man. It, it is really the longest pity party ever, you know, since 2009. Here we are in 2021 on the back end of 2021, the third quarter of 2021. And she still is out here, you know, shedding delicious tears. It's not fair it was all you had to do was shut up and take your money and go about your business nobody would really know who you were you know unless you told them or they just constantly did research on you go away you know go away she couldn't do it she couldn't do it you know so she actually fired chapter 7 bankruptcy and they you know they granted her protection from um creditors early this year because she had to fail business and she kept you know getting into making stupid decisions violating NDA and the lawyers were coming for her you know so it, it's uh it's crazy so <laughs> one of one of the lawyers who was managing the NDA um I'm not gonna say his name because he might come after me I ain't got shit for you, bro. You know, and he said, if you get a job, I'll come after your wages. If you get married, I'll go after your joint bank account. I will come after you for the rest of your life. So as soon as she got notice of his intent to continue to pursue damage against her, despite bankruptcy protection. <laughs> so he um, proposed a. Uh, she will she proposed a 275,000 annual stipend from Team Tiger that will allow her to live within the 30 miles of her ex-husband for a custody agreement while foregoing the only work she says she can get which requires her to interact with the press you know then she says otherwise she wrote kill myself not sure which why which sure why you were trying to make someone do that you're trying to make my life unlivable or you can leave me alone completely with a notice that you will, so I'll back off too. Or she said, oh, I can sing like a canary, adding an expletive. You know, so she said, sing like a canary. You know, so um, the guy managing, the lawyer managing the NDA didn't reply. But he did show up to the virtual bankruptcy hearing in May, represented by Gerald L. Bergman, known for his commentary in the bankruptcy of Gawker Media for his legal battle with Hulk Hogan who argued that Mr. Holtz wasn't notified of her proceedings of bankrupt was filed in a timely fashion. And she decided to represent herself and try to explain. She repeatedly told a lawyer who prepared her for bankruptcy filing to add 
Mr. Holtz as the representative of Mr. Woods and his company to the papers and notify him of her intent. The judge cut her off and granted Ms. Holtz's motion to move forward. This is the same feeling I always had, she said, afterwards, a bunch of lawyers and judges and men who don't let me talk. Wow. Said, just pick someone out the book to go up against another lawyer for a part who cannot be named. He said, no. <laughs> she wanted a delay. So, um, uh, Maureen Bass, a partner with the New York law firm, Amos Frenchman, agreed to represent Ms. Susan Banker's matter pro bono. So, for free, basically. <clears throat> Some weird Greek tragedy. <laughs> Oh man, so a lot of these lawyers are picking this up to get their name out. That's what happens. You know, big case. Remember on um you know power, you know, the, the story about ghost and um you know with the son Tyreek, you had Method Man's lawyer who decided to represent Tyreek because he wanted to keep his name out there as a high profile lawyer. They and um they said she didn't want to sign the agreement, she wasn't required to do so. Wow. She was stuck with the stigma as being the other woman. It was a choice. It was a choice. Stigma. You decided to do that. No one forced you to be the other woman. That's the problem I have with all this. Stop trying to work the pity narrative. You willingly engaged for the last time. You willingly engaged in a relationship with a man that wasn't yours. Okay. That was someone else's. Stop it. Nobody's feeling sorry for you as the other woman. She said, so I can work in Starbucks, she said, keep my dignity, assure her body, the one thing she fully owns for much more. <laughs> On this day in spring, she received an offer from an influencer company telling her it would help her make between 5,000 and 30,000 a day on OnlyFans. Oh boy, you hit rock bottom. <laughs> a site where content creators often sell suggested pictures of themselves. <laughs> People call me names for years. What's the shame in stripping, she said. Dad, I'll literally be working and making money to pay back Tiger for the rest of my life. How's that for some weird Greek tragedy? <laughs> she declined the offer, recently received, accepted 10000 from a German production company interview as she visited 9 11 Memorial in Lower Manhattan. The first time the museum produced actor repeatedly to watch a video of her younger self, Anguish, at Bellevue Hospital, where she went to look for Mr. O'Grady. But she needed ten thousand to pay the lawyer who helped her sue seek an arrangement. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. As the summer wore on, she became closely worried that about the institutional silencing of women like the anonymous of the one covered in a recent BuzzFeed article about the proliferation of NDAs handed out to those who engaged in casual hookups with even B list celebs. She reads everything she can about the culture. She is now an elder statesman of the cultural, the cultural celebrity sex and media is actually terrifying when I think about it. She said her voice catching it. So this also goes back to the whole um, Me Too thing. I talked about how the Me Too movement has really took a, a, a tragic chunk out of dating because men are like, oh, wait a minute. You heard the guy that she was dating. He was like, oh, no, I cannot be seen with you. I'm out. So this is part of the environment that that element has created. Now, we're not saying that, hey, don't speak out if something is happening. But we're not we're saying do not weaponize this against people that have done absolutely nothing wrong. And if you have willingly engaged in the nefarious behavior, 
such as being involved in an extramarital affair, you're not a victim. You made a choice. Stop crying, all right? Because you dare sure weren't crying when you were getting beaten down to a fine dust, all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay? So, hey, <laughs> boo hoo. We were described to the podcast. <laughs> Keep sending those topics. It'd just be a good human. And I'm out. The solution.